Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. And the question becomes, if that's Dak Prescott, is the reaction a little bit different? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's not even a question. None of Andy Dalton's teammates, Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance Key, after Andy Dalton took that brutal hit from Nobody. John Bostick. Nobody. Yeah. Like, nobody even went to Bostick and said anything. Everybody ran by him. But it shouldn't even be about that Prescott or anybody else. It should just be about he wears the same uniform as me, and that's my teammate. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to allow that to happen. I just, like I said, if it means me being kicked out the game, so be it. Call me selfish. Call me whatever the hell you want to. I'm going to defend my teammate, period. Well, that's what it is, too, Key. Everybody on the Dallas Cowboys is selfish because when you're selfish, you're thinking about yourself. You're saying, woe is me. We're down 25 no, no, to 3. Is this guy okay? But I'm not going to bend down to make sure he's okay. Like, that's not even – Key, that would never happen. If you no. and I went out no. and somebody stepped to you, they step into me. That's yeah, just well, the way it is. Yeah, we ain't, I ain't going out like that. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. And Mike Tannenbaum, our resident GM, is going to join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Mike, yesterday there were some great performances from quarterbacks that we talk about all the time, like Kyler Murray and Aaron Rodgers. Big Ben to a degree, despite the picks. But if you're the Cowboys right now, you're America's team. You've, the, uh, you've had Staubach and Aikman and Romo and Dak in your history. And now you're down to Ben DiNucci and Garrett <laughs> Gilbert. Wow, how the mighty have fallen. Trade deadline, November 3rd, 4 Eastern. You pulled off so many deals in your day. What should the Cowboys do at the quarterback position? Absolutely, they need to make a trade. And you could look at a few veteran players that have been benched for various reasons. Mitch Trubisky, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tyrod Taylor. Colin Kaepernick is still a free agent. I would make a call to him. And when we talk about performance versus expectations this year there is no team in the nfl that is a bigger disappointment than dallas cowboys and i'll say this guys if the new york jets and the dallas cowboys were playing next sunday the jets should be favored and i think right now they're playing better football than the dallas cowboys mike let me ask you something about the andy dalton hit would you be general manager of my team having to deal would you be what would you if i retaliated for that hit on my teammate, how would you feel? Yeah, I would totally understand it. Now, look, you want it within the rules, but absolutely, I totally agree with you guys. This is the ultimate team sport. We all know that. And you have to have each other's back within the rules, but unconditionally, you want to have each other's back. And that was really disappointing that nobody went up to him. Nobody said, hey, that's unacceptable. Just the manifestation of them just kind of hanging back, like, that's okay. No, it's not okay. And small things become big things, as as everyone knows. And to me, that was just a symbol of the 2020 Dallas Cowboys, which is, on paper, a lot of talent. Mari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, we talk about all the time. But at the end of the day, they're they're not a team. It's just a collection of talent, and they're not playing as one. Mike, how confident are you in Baker Mayfield to lead the Browns now that they're 5-2 and and he threw five touchdown passes after going 0-5 with a pick? You know, Key, I'm encouraged, but it's still I'm, I'm pumping the brakes a little bit because if we're in the AFC North and we're drafting quarterbacks, right now we're going to take Ben Roethlisberger. We're going to take Lamar Jackson and him and Joe Burrow, probably 50-50. So they do have a shot to make the playoffs. But the bigger question to me is why were they so much more productive with OBJ out of the game than he was in the game? So I was encouraged by Mayfield, but I'm still not sure he's the quarterback of the future for them.
Mike, let me bring you back to the Cowboys for one second, as I know we made a transition to the Browns, but you know, you mentioned the quarterbacks that you think could be a potential fit. Like, I, I, there's no way Colin Kaepernick, I think, goes to Dallas. I, I just would never see that happening. But could Ryan Fitzpatrick, could he be the right fit for this team? Could he be the leader that feels like he can come in and even though it's a different playbook, he can establish that kind of mantra, that energy on this team? You know, Jay Will, he's a unique guy because he's been with so many teams in his career, and you, it's clear that his teammates gravitate to him. And I'm, I'm, if I'm Dallas, I'm saying, like, look, it's been massively disappointment, but because of the NFC East this year, if we go get a Ryan Fitzpatrick, given what we do have, it's reasonable that we would have a chance to catch Philadelphia and Washington and, and win the division. So if the price was reasonable, I would certainly call Miami. Now, if I'm Miami, I don't give away Ryan Fitzpatrick because, look, we're going to go with Tua. We're going to see what he has, but... We're also in the thick of the race in the AFC. So if I'm Miami, I wouldn't just give him away, but I would certainly make that call. And Ryan Fitzpatrick has some intangibles that Dallas surely needs right about now. Mike, just a few weeks ago, both yourself and, and me uh, basically gave Cam Newton an extension because of his play the last two and a half games or so. He hasn't played all that well with these two straight bad performances. How should the Patriots handle the quarterback situation going forward. Yeah, it's still Cam Newton's job, but it is very alarming. When you look at the first two games, how they play against Miami and Seattle, it looks like a totally different team for whatever reason. They have not played well on offense, nor has Cam Newton played well. And you hate to speculate, but, you know, he did have COVID-19, and, we, you know, we've seen in society that certain people come back quicker than others, so he may have been cleared medically, but obviously physically, maybe he's not the same. What, what my biggest concern key is not just the accuracy, but just the tempo and how he's playing and decision-making. Again, against Seattle, Miami early, there was a lot of juice in his body. He played with really good tempo. He made quick decisions. He was decisive. I just feel like they need a couple of good things to happen. They, it looks like they're lacking a lot of confidence, and they have a massive game this week. They're going up against Buffalo, who has a rare two-and-a-half game lead, and they do have an opportunity to still win the division, but this is a huge game. Make no mistake about it. It is a two-and-a-half game lead because at this particular juncture, New England has played one less game. Then Buffalo, New England's won the division 11 straight years. That is a modern NFL record. Last thing for you, this is week eight of the season. Carolina and Atlanta will kick it off. I mention that because week eight, game eight, that means the end of the suspension for Antonio Brown. He's eligible to return in week nine. And, oh, by the way, who do the Bucks have in week nine? The Saints on Sunday night football. Coach Bruce Arians says he thinks Antonio Brown has matured. Obviously, they were together in Pittsburgh. What do you make of this move, this call to bring him on board right now? Two things jump out. This is a player-led decision. Make no mistake about it. Earlier, Bruce Arians said, I've coached uh, Antonio Brown before in Pittsburgh. I don't want him. Now they sign him. Obviously, everybody knows that Tom Brady had a lot of success and affinity for him in their brief time in New England. What's If I'm the Buccaneers, their GM, head coach, owner, I'm sleeping really well at night because this is on Tom Brady. So on the field, off the field, you know he's going to take ownership in the decision and do everything within reason to make Antonio Brown successful. And the other thing that I feel really good about, if I'm Tampa Bay, I become almost indefensible in the red zone because Mike Evans, Gronk, who are you going to double team? You can't double team everybody. So you just, you're going down the pennant race here and you're adding another really good player. And in this year, guys, with all the COVID-19 in terms of people coming on and off rosters to get a little bit more depth. I think it's opportunistic. And what I'm saying to Antonio Brown is really simple. 
you're on a one-day contract. If today goes well, you're going to come back tomorrow, and let's just stack one good day on top of the next. We'll do it day by day. For the Bucks. it'll be a little bit of a long week. They'll have the Giants on ESPN's Monday Night Football a week from tonight, then a short week as they get ready for Sunday Night Football against Drew Brees with the likelihood that that'll be the debut of Antonio Brown. Damn, Mike, I'm glad I didn't get no one-day deals with you. You rough. <laughs> As you know, you had a very long-term deal. So He, he did pretty well, Mike. He did pretty well. <laughs> we, we're, we're aware. We, we the economy. Great stuff. Mike Tannenbaum and Key going back and forth like we do every Monday. Mike, thanks for the perspective. Really appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh-huh. Simply put, Tom Brady, to Mike's point, hit nine different receivers yesterday. More impressive to me, hitting nine different receivers is one thing. All four touchdown passes – Four different dudes as well. He is spreading it around. That's normal for him, though, right? That's not, that's not something that's new. I mean, just look at the track record. He's done that how many times in his career? That's why he's the greatest of all time, depending on who you ask. Man, I mean, just think about their weapons that they have. It's, it's almost like Kansas City to a degree when you look at all the toys, Key. Yeah. Offensively, right? I mean, no, they got some stuff. A.B., and look, the reality is it was off-the-field issues that took A.B. off the Patriots. <laughs> right? It's always off-the-field situations. So if, if T.B. can keep him under control, that's dangerous. As long as, it's, as I always say, Zubin, I know we got to move here. Pay me my money. You're fine with me. No problem. Respect me. You're fine. No problem. That's on the field. You'll never have any issues with Antonio Brown. On the field. Respect him and pay him his money. You ain't got no problem. The shortest sample size of all. They hooked up for one game in New England against Miami, and A.B. balled out. We'll wait to see what lies ahead in Tampa with TB12. On the way, Keyshawn watched all the games yesterday like you did, and he's not got a legit Super Bowl contender. He's now got a legit, legit Super Bowl contender. And, oh, by the way, it's not the NFL's lone unbeaten team. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It might be a three-ring circus. It might be a five-ring circus. But if it gets Brady another ring, it'll all be worth it. Key observations are brought to you by GEICO. It's October, and that means it's GEICO-ween. Don't let your savings disappear. Buccaneers at Raiders. Fellas, the Buccaneers are a legit contender. I just want you to know for the Super Bowl. I didn't feel that way a week or two ago, but now just watching how they took care of business, now they get A.B. and add him to the mix. And I know a lot of people are questioning 
what that is in terms of who he is and what's he going to bring to the table. I'm concerned with on the field. I'm not necessarily concerned with off the field because if he hasn't learned his behavior off the field is the reason that he's not wasn't currently on the team for over a year and a half. If he hasn't learned that, then he doesn't deserve it. But I think Tom Brady, some of those veteran players that are on that team will wrap their arms around him and he'll help them try and get to a Super Bowl. Seahawks at Cardinals. Jeez, I got to say it, Jay. <laughs> the Cardinals are legit. Mm. They're a legit <gasps> football team. They really are. I needed to see them beat somebody, though. I really needed them to – they went out there and took care of business. They didn't lead at all until the end of the game, which was the W. And Kyler Murray played extremely well. There's no question about it. Uh, when you look at it, they did what they were supposed to do against the top team in the division. Now I, I believe that they are a legitimate threat in that division. They, they still got to finish the deal. But beating Seattle went a long ways for me, a long ways. They were cute, but they're starting to look pretty now. <laughs> Steelers and Titans. Tennessee. Oh, gosh. You know, Tennessee is a type of team that is great. I, I like the way that they play their style, running the ball, uh, playing defense. But the one thing, much like the Baltimore Ravens, they cannot afford to fall behind. I know A.J. Brown is a great wide receiver, and I know that they do some things in the passing game, but they're not built to throw the football like that. They're not built to come from behind. So they've got to make sure that they got to stay in front at all times when they play these teams because if they get too far behind, I don't care what Ryan Tannehill, MVP conversations and all that, that went right out the window real fast. They're still a legit team, but they just can't fall too far behind. Packers at Texans. Well, come on, man. Everybody was questioning Aaron Rodgers against the Bucs. What happened to Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I know he went out and he beat a Texas team that fired their coach earlier this year, and they've been struggling. But dude is just ridiculous. I don't even know any how to explain it. Like, he just goes about his business, obviously hooking up with Devontae Adams, who came back off an injury last week, uh, didn't do well against the Bucs, but for whatever reason, they got a whole week of practice. He's healthy again. Guy just was out there just ripping it apart. He did, I got one guy to throw to, Devontae Adams. And that's the only person I'm throwing to. The rest of y'all sit on the sideline and watch this. Browns and Bengals. Impressed by two young quarterbacks. You know, impressed. Impressed by the quarterbacks. When you, when you think about what Baker Mayfield was able to do after bouncing back, going 0-5, throwing a pick, but you also look at Joe Burrow. You look at Joe Burrow just continuing to, to just play at the level worthy of the number one overall pick for him. But you also could talk about another young quarterback in Justin Herbert getting his first W in, as we almost called him San Diego, the Chargers out in L.A., just dealing and continuing to play well. This is something to be said for these young quarterbacks that are not playing well. Just look at the young ones. Look at the young ones that are doing well, and when you have an opportunity to, to watch them and see how they're playing, you, you, could take, you could take this thing and go a long ways with it. Justin Herbert was always – my favorite quarterback coming out in the draft last year. A lot of people had him one at the beginning of the year. By the time they got to the end of the season, they pushed him way down the charts. The Chargers obviously got it right. Believe it or not, Herbert actually led the Chargers yesterday in passing and rushing. Not something you would think for a guy of his frame, but 66 on the ground and 400-plus in the air. Congratulations to Justin Herbert. He gets that coveted 
first win, at least that first personal win. He is now the face of the Chargers. So those were Key's observations, but there was a full slate here, Jay. What did Key miss? What was your observation that Key didn't hit on? Just wanted to give Riverboat Ron some love in the Washington football team. Now at 2-5, and five, they find themselves in second place of the NFC East and all this talk before about Dwayne Haskins. It wasn't the right move. It looks like it's working out somewhat with Kyle Allen. And I have to give their pass rush defense some love. I mean, DeMontez Sweat. And if you saw the hit that Cole Holcomb had yesterday on Ezekiel Elliott, I, they made life miserable for Dallas. Hmm. I, I, I give that defense a lot of love and a lot of respect. And R- Riverboat did a good job yesterday. He did a 25-3 win. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the Cowboys can't hide. Remember, when you're America's team, that's the problem. Usually you're irrelevant at 2-5. and five. Are they still America's the team? I think they still are. They'll be watching Sunday night. They want to just shrivel into a irrelevancy. You can't. Next up for them, Sunday night at the Eagles with all of America watching one more time. One thing before I get to my key observation, you mentioned how great Devontae Adams was, his return from the hamstring. We love the stats. You know, guys, I love the stats. This stat to me just blew my mind to just show how important Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are as a tandem. And you mentioned it in your key observations. Sure, he had 13 catches for 196 yards. Everybody says, whenever we have a wide receiver, Jay always asks him when he comes on the show, give me your top five, right? Give me your top five wideouts. Invariably, whoever we have on has Devontae Adams in his top five. Yesterday, the Packers were seven for 12 on third down, the money down, mm-hmm. okay? All seven third down conversions, all of them, Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams to move the sticks mm. all seven times. He's How about cooking. that? I mean, that's a relationship, though. My quarterback, if my quarterback knew me, that's what you get. And in 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 this situation, he knows him, and that's that's what you're gonna get. You're gonna you. I'm going to you because I'm comfortable with what you do, what you bring to the table on third downs. I don't have to worry about who's gonna be in the right spot. I don't have to worry. I know where you're gonna be because we've done this seventeen thousand million times together. Yep, and they might have an easy one again this Sunday. Zooming. Seventeen million thousand times together, though, hosting Minnesota. Every time I watch the Packers win, key. I'm like, okay, like I, I know Devontae Adams. Yeah, I know Aaron Rodgers. Who's he going to make great this weekend? But I always question, are they that good? Man, are they, they that remember, good? Remember they were in the NFC Championship game last year. I know. They just was, I'm just saying. And they is were it, just I, in the championship game. I just feel confused, though. Is it more their opponents? Because that, that, that game against the Bucs still stands out to me. And maybe it was off, but that seems pretty – that was pretty – Buccaneers have a pretty good defense, though. They really do have a good defense, and they're a good team. Well, that's my thing. So, the wins, Vikings, Lions, Saints, okay, Falcons, and Texans. Like, those are their wins. So, you, it's just – only I, I know, I know, I know. who they put in front of you. I know, brother. That's what I'm, I, I hear you on that. It just makes me still wonder. Like, I wonder if they have that next gear. We're not going to find out next week. As I mentioned, it's one win Minnesota coming off the bye for the Vikings at Lambeau Ouch. Field. Yeah, that could mm. get as ugly – as humanly possible. I'll give you my quick key observation, and that is simply that uh, the Falcons are now inventing different ways to lose football games. You might remember week number two, the onside kick for the ages against the Cowboys, in which they essentially didn't realize they could pick up the football because they were the team that was kicking away. They were ridiculed for that for an entire week. The following week, the Bears bench Mitch Trubisky in Atlanta. In comes Nick Foles, totally cold, leads him back from 16 down to win. And that was in week three. And then yesterday, 
the Falcons scoring a touchdown, leaving time on the clock for Matt Stafford. Usually when something crazy happens at the end of a game, it's going against the Lions. But this time a minute, around, a minute, a minute four, Stafford leads him 75 yards down the field and they essentially <laughs> win the game on the final play. That's all in seven weeks for the Atlanta Falcons. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Dan Orlovsky, RQB, joins us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line in five minutes. He'll talk about what the Cowboys should do at QB. And from a teammate camaraderie perspective, something he's been saying all morning, can you believe that the Cowboys didn't defend Andy Dalton? We're also asking you on the Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin Nation, who is most likely to be on a new team next year quarterback-wise? Now, you could throw out any quarterback you want. Here are just a couple of examples. Sam Darnold with the Jets. Cam Newton's just got a one-year deal. They could get out of Jimmy G's deal in San Francisco. Those are just a couple of examples. Matt Ryan's also on that list. But you make your answer and you defend it. Let us know. 58% of you that have weighed in so far on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, you can call us to 888-SAY-ESPN, said Cam Newton at Tom Evans 1972 hit us up and basically said, quote, I voted for Darnold because to vote for Cam would require people believing he's on any team Next year, that's a little harsh. Wow, we're throwing him out of the league. He, he must be a—he's certainly a Patriot fan. There's no question about that. He's mad at Cam because of the way Cam has been playing. You guys want to weigh in yourself and uh, kind of participate in our own Twitter feed here? What do you think? I, I, if, if I'm a betting man right now, I'm gonna say that Jimmy G's the guy playing for another team. Make it juicy and tell me who he ends up with. I don't know who he's gonna end up with. But I smell Matt Ryan in a, in in San Francisco next year. How about Jimmy G in New England again? Wow. I don't know. Because then that would mean that I have to admit that I'm wrong. <laughs> tough for you to do. No, <laughs> not me. I'm talking about the Patriots yeah. and the coaches, gotcha. not me. Gotcha. What do you mean tough for me? <laughs> but it's just a one-year deal with Cam anyway, right? I mean, if they really believed in him, it wouldn't have been such a deal that it was incentive late. No, but they had, they had to do it that way because they didn't have the necessary money, nor did they have to pay him because there wasn't a lot of suitors out there for Cam. Cam, got, Cam has a chance to turn it around. The season's not over. I just think that – when you look at Jimmy G in San Francisco, they can only go so far with him at quarterback. And I think they really believe that. They really, you know, they had that experience in the Super Bowl. They saw what happened in the Green Bay and Minnesota playoff games where they were like, you don't throw the ball. We're going to hand it to that dude and play defense. There was now you get a Matt Ryan mm -hmm. that can maybe give you a cap-friendly deal. You give Atlanta something you know, maybe a second-round pick or something like that. You get this guy there. It's a lot of money, though, now with Matt Ryan, moving. though, right? Well, I mean, it depends on how you, what that conversation is with John Lynch and, and his representatives. And you go to them and you say, let's restructure your deal to a point where it allows us to get a certain value and a certain cap number, and they trade for him in the offseason, and he becomes San Francisco's quarterback. They get their defense back healthy. I mean, if, I, if I'm him, I'm trying to go – to Shanahan. I'm trying to get out of Atlanta because it's a rebuild anyway. Mm. Thank you. It's been great. It's time to move. Yeah. John Lynch, the 49ers general manager, you bring up the hypothetical second-round pick. Remember, it was a second-round pick that essentially got Jimmy G from New England uh, out to San Francisco. And we should also mention that Kyle Shanahan was with Matt Ryan in Atlanta, the offensive coordinator of that Super Bowl team the Falcons had in 2016. So there could be some familiarity and, there. And he had his best years with Shanahan. No so you, you just – it's an easy it's an easy conversation to have because Matt Ryan still has several more years in this league to play at a high level and it would be a shame to see those years wasted on a rebuild in Atlanta.
It's been a shame to watch him this year. I mean, I just every every time Atlanta plays, you just feel like something bad is going to happen. And it certainly has, as evidenced yes. by the way that they have lost some of these games. We'll have our quarterback, Dan Orlovsky, join us here in just one minute, and we'll throw the poll question out to him. He watches quarterbacks as closely as everyone. Who does he think might be swapping jerseys? Dan is on the way to talk about that and what the Cowboys should do immediately under center after we hit Sports Center. Shift on with three on the right side, and they're going to try to steal home, but he's thrown out. Margot says have a look. The shift was on, and Margot was able to get a huge break down the line, and he just tried a straight steal of home. Which has not been attempted in the World Series since 1982, not pulled off successfully since Jackie Robinson in the 1950s, Manuel Mar- Manuel Margot could not get that slide in. As a result, the Dodgers, that one play may have t- changed the tenor of the game and the series. L.A. wins 4-2. They're up 3-2 in the series. Everybody take a breath. After what we saw Saturday and Sunday in the World Series, we'll have game number six tomorrow. Pre-game coverage on ESPN Radio, 7.30 Eastern, with the chance for the Dodgers to win their first World Series since 1988. The Cardinals defeated the Seahawks on Sunday night football. Arizona led on one play key the entire game, and that was a field goal to win it. Zane Gonzalez had actually missed a field goal earlier in overtime. They picked Russell Wilson for the third time of the night. Arizona gets it back, and Gonzalez hits a field goal with no time, essentially, or about 15 seconds to go in OT. It was the only time Arizona led the entire night. Remember, that game was moved to Sunday night football. And Monday night football closes up. Week 7 in the NFL, the Bears and the Rams on ESPN tonight. We'll see if the Bears can get to a quote-unquote fake 6-1. When are people going to start believing in the Chicago Bears? SportsCenter is brought to you by Shell. Get more time to listen to our show by going to Shell and getting three things done at once. First, fill up with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus. Then save up with the Fuel Rewards Program. Finally, snack up to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell. That's a great question. Andy Dalton rocked if you are not familiar with what happened in the third quarter by John Bostick, suspension-worthy hit in the minds of many, and then nobody for the Cowboys came up to defend Andy Dalton. None of his linemen, none of his running backs, none of his wide receivers. Nobody came off the sideline in a moment of rage or emotion. Mike McCarthy let his team have it afterwards, saying that was totally unacceptable. Let's bring in Dan Orlovsky, our ESPN NFL analyst, dozen years in the NFL at the QB position. Dan, I guess let's start right there. What did you make of that before we get into what you think the Cowboys should do here QB-wise before the deadline? It's the most embarrassing moment of the season and a season full of embarrassing moments for the Cowboys. I mean, don't tell me you have my back. Show me. I mean, this is the same football team, Z, that three weeks ago told us, well, we can't play hard for all 70 plays. That's just too much to ask of us. Okay, that's cool. Well, you guys got 53 individuals. And I, you can tell me all you want in Dallas about the scheme fit and how their players aren't put in positions to be successful. This is their biggest problem. They got 53 individuals. They don't care about each other like they, they should as teammates and brothers. You know, Key knows this. And, and, Jay, I don't know what it's like in basketball, but, like, football is one of those sports where, like, it forces you every single day to go home and look at yourself in the mirror and be like, was I physically invested? Was I physically tough enough? Because a lot of times it's a choice. Like, am I physically tough enough to go play that game with my brothers? And the Cowboys just aren't. They don't care enough right now. And they're a bunch of individuals. It's embarrassing. I don't want to hear that they got backup offensive linemen in the game. 
Ezekiel Elliott's not a backup. Amari Cooper's not a backup. Gallup's not a backup. CeeDee Lamb, they're not backups. I don't want to hear that they're beat up and, and those backups aren't used to being in that moment. Dude, you're taught from a very early age in football. You don't let anybody, you don't let anybody punk you or your teammates. There's a big difference between getting beat up on the scoreboard because you're not good enough. I get all that. And there's a big difference in getting punked and then taking that punking. And that's what the Cowboys did in that moment. That's the most embarrassing moment this season for Dallas. Let me, let me ask you this, Dan. And, and for me, it, I wouldn't care who's on the field. If that happened to my teammate, then I'm going to take the L, get kicked out, suspended, whatever the case may Correct. be within the rules, obviously. Not trying to hurt anybody's career, but I'm going to do something. If that's that Prescott, is that reaction a it's little a bit mauling. different? It's a mauling. It's a mauling. I mean, if that's Dak Prescott, I, guys are coming from everywhere. I mean, John Bostick is going to have a, a big-time problem in that moment if that's Dak Prescott. Shoot, Key, if that's m- most quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. Like, I, I'll be honest with you. If that was me, I had this conversation with a couple guys that I played with, offensive linemen, that were not bona fide starters in the league. I said, guys, if that was me, and you guys were on the field with me, I am 100% confident that you guys are going to go and throw hands with John Bostic. If that's Dak Prescott, the whole sideline is erupting for Dallas. And just, I think that's one of those illuminating moments, again, that Dak Prescott was so important to this team, and I undervalued it. A lot of us undervalued, like, not just the performance on the field, but the heartbeat, the soul, the toughness of that organization resided in one player. It was Dak Prescott. And the, and the reality that them not doing anything, like not a single – Amari Cooper stood, stood there and just watched it. He watched it. He watched what happened to Andy Dalton standing over him and did nothing. Yeah. And did not a single thing. That's embarrassing. Yeah, that would never, never happen with me. Never. On the field. I don't care what nobody says. Right. <clears throat> hey, Dan, as you look at the quarterbacks that are out there that the Cowboys should try and go get – Obviously, the one name that's going to pop up is Colin Kaepernick. They'd rather lose every single game by forfeit, I'm sure, before they sign that. And then when you look at Ryan Fitzpatrick before trade, maybe Jameis Winston, uh, Tyrod Taylor, Matt, uh, Matt Ryan, Mitch Trubisky. Matt Ryan probably doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but Mitch Trubisky could make sense given the fact that he didn't get his option picked up. There's not a whole lot of money there left for him. Who should they go get? Yeah, Trubisky's an interesting name. Because I, I can't imagine that Chicago would not give him away for something that's a fair price. I think he also fits like style-wise. You could do quarterback run with him, which you know Dallas started to do a little bit with Dak Prescott. Ryan Fitzpatrick is somebody that you go. We know that he can come in. He's smart enough to run relatively an NFL offense as quickly as possible. But I'll be honest with you, Key. I don't know if Cowboys like or if quarterbacks like their big issue. They're a really bad team. I think that's just like so at some point we got to sit here and say that that's a really bad football team. And he can't go play linebacker. They got two of the worst disciplined linebackers in the NFL when it comes to eye discipline. Their secondary is not good. Like w- no one should be kidding themselves thinking if the Cowboys make a quarterback move, they're all of a sudden become, going to become a much better football team. So I get it that there's, there's thought of we got to go find a quarterback. But they got way, way, way bigger issues than Absolutely. just the guy taking the snap. Dio, let me ask you this. If you were a quarterback, would you even want to go to the Dallas Cowboys? That's a good no. question. <laughs> no. Why would, no, I mean, if I'm – first of all, your offensive line is beat up. That is a reality. So you're, 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 you're getting attacked in the blitz scheme. 
The, the running back has done nothing but hurt your football team. They got good receivers. We know that. But you got to score 40 a game. To win, to win the game, you got to score 40. And so you might be able to go and play relatively well, but you're still going to get pegged as not good enough because you have to go play perfect football at the position. And, Jay, it's a great question because I don't – like if I'm sitting there going, if I'm Ryan Fitzpatrick, I don't want to leave the Miami locker room. He's a week from away from saying he felt like that was his football team. If I'm Mitchell Trubisky, it's not a place that you want to go start over. And Chicago's going to go on a run – Tyrod Taylor, you just never know with the rookie quarterback, and I'm sure that he's impacting Justin Herbert. Matt Ryan's not want, wanting to leave Atlanta. Like, Dallas is nowhere where I would want to go play quarterback. Talking about quarterbacks, there were two last night that was on display. Russell Wilson, obviously, but Kyler Murray, be quiet. I'm watching you. I'm periffing you laughing, boy. I can see everything. <laughs> hey, Dan, what did you make of the performance by Kyler Murray last night? Absolutely remarkable. You know, Kyler's came into this season with high expectations and the first two games played really, really well. And then he had this two-week stretch where, you know, he didn't play that great and he wasn't seeing coverage good. He was struggling versus zone pressure. And then, you know, the last three weeks, it's kind of been like he's settled in key. And, you know, we, we talk about, I remember when Kyler was coming out of school, everyone c continued to talk about, well, his height, his height, his height, he's not going to be big enough. And, you know, those hits will add up. And I think almost like with Lamar Jackson, we undervalued his competitive spirit. You know, when I watched him yesterday get on the sidelines and start getting fiery with his teammates, and you could see the hug here with 81, he was getting an 81's face yesterday when he missed that block for that quick little ball out to hop. He missed the block onto the perimeter. I think we undervalued this kid's competitive spirit. And it's just, you know, we, we kind of phrase it as the will to win, just that drive to go be great. And he's settled into the nuance of the position and how to manipulate people with his eyes. He's a fantastic thrower of the football, and he's the fastest person on the field every time he gets on the field. So, you know, it's just an incredible performance. To have it on national television was great, and to do it against a guy like Russell Wilson, who's, you know, leading the MVP vote right now, it was a kind of a coming-out party for Kyler. Dan, is Kyler Murray the best rushing QB in the National Football League? Uh, yes, because they use him as a rusher. You know, like they utilize him as a – Lamar is still up there, Jay. Like I can't take that that kind of throne from Lamar. But if you're going to tell me who's the best thrower and rusher of the football, like a, a situational design rusher, I think it's Kyler Murray. You know, he's a better, more accurate passing passer than Lamar. Russell's more creative where Kyler's used as a weapon in the run game more. And so I think if you're asking me like, Who's the best thrower of the football? Did you guys see the play where he, he laughs mid-play when he's yeah. got DeAndre Hopkins one-on-one? -on -one? That's so disrespectful. <laughs> like that, the, the combination of a passer, but the situational and strategic runner, um, I think he's the best in the NFL at that right now. Reminder, Dan Orlovsky joined us this morning on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Pennzoil synthetic motor oil is made from natural gas. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof's in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. We just got him warmed up. He'll be going, firing off the hot takes on Get Up with Greeny and the gang coming up here in 19 minutes. Dan, thanks for joining us as always. Dio, I appreciate thanks, you uh, giving me no Seinfeld references. Thank you this time. I appreciate that. <laughs> You've had plenty of time to watch it. You've been at home all week. I hate you. How many, how many episodes of Friends did you watch this weekend? I hate dude? you both. I hate you both. Never talking to you again. Yada, 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 yada. It's a show about nothing. That's not our show. That's Seinfeld. We are a show about substance and many things. On the way, a huge injury to a title contender that could reshape 
its sport in the weeks to come. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. And in between those two great cities is the SEC. Alabama wide receiver Jalen Waddell expected to be out for the season after injuring his ankle on the opening kickoff in their route of the Vols, if you're wondering, is number 12 on Mel Kuyper Jr.'s big board, one of Alabama's great wide receivers in the Saban era. Coach Saban, heartbroken for the kid. Really a sad time for me, for Jaden Waddle and his family. He's got a very similar injury to what uh, Kenyon Drake had. You know, it's a high ankle sprain, but also a fracture, so uh, they'll probably have to do surgery on him. We're going to fly him back privately with the doctors and take him right to Birmingham and see what we have to do right away. Kenyon Drake, the former Alabama running back. He is a wide receiver. What do you make of this major, major news in college football? Well, it's going to obviously hurt the team, but, you know, he'll be okay. Jalen is still going the first round. He'll still be a first-round pick. His dreams will still come true to playing on Sundays. He'll get he'll get rehabbed and get right back at it. It's not career-ending, so... That's a good thing. Right, but he is talented enough where it could shift the balance of power in the national championship picture because he had become one of Mac Jones' favorite targets. Key's favorite baseball team, of course, is the Dodgers. They win Game 5 of the World Series. They lead uh, lead the series three games to two after yesterday's 4-2 win. Another pretty solid outing for Clayton Kershaw, continuing to change his narrative as a postseason pitcher. Clayton, how you feeling now? You know, anytime you can have success in the postseason, it just means so much. That's what you work for. That's what you play for this month. And, you know, I I know what the other end of that feels like, too. So I'll definitely take it when I can get it. That it is. This is his fourth win, Jay, of this postseason. What do you make of it? It's so interesting how things can – a game of inches, right? So you think about Kershaw on the mound, bottom of the fourth, player on first, player on third, no outs – you feel all this pressure considering they just made an error that allowed Margo to go to third anyway. What happened in game four? There was multiple errors on the last play. Team history of errors. And he's able to get a pop fly. He's able to get him out. Then he strikes another batter out. And then Margo tries to steal home. 
He tries to steal home. I've just never, I've never seen anything like it before. Gutsy, gutsy call by Margo. Didn't work out. Hasn't even been attempted a straight steal since 1982. Kershaw's final line, five and two-thirds, five hits, two runs, two walks, six Ks, and more importantly, four. That is his fourth postseason victory this postseason. They'll look for series victory number four and wrap it up Tuesday night, 730 Let's Eastern. Let's go Dodgers! On ESPN. If you want to make a little money on the Dodgers, maybe you just want to head over to the DraftKings. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app. Use code KJZ to get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week. With your first deposit, minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. If you want to make a lot of money, go ahead and bet on the raises on DraftKings. It's time for the Monday Night Football Preview. The Monday Night Football Preview is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Bottom line, guys, tonight it's the Bears. And the Rams. Key, we were saying it when they were 3-0. and The Bears were fake. Then they <laughs> lost that first game. Oh, the Bears are who we thought they were, as somebody once famously said about a previous iteration of the Bears. Now they have a chance to go 6-1 and tonight on ESPN. If you're 6-1 and with a quarterback that has won the Super Bowl, I don't care what the circumstances were, how could you not call this team legit? Yeah. <laughs> Still. I, I went through this last year with San Francisco every week. Ah, they're not good. Type of quarterback, good defense, ran the ball. Ah, they're not good. Every week, and they just kept stacking up the W, stacking up the W, stacking up the Ws, and they wind up being in the Super Bowl, playing in the Super Bowl. It's the style in which Chicago plays that have you feeling as though they're not for real. There's a quarterback change when they're 3-0. and Then all of a sudden, he loses. Then he runs off three more victories or two more victories. So now you're in a situation where you're looking at it and you're going – Hmm. Are they for real? Right? I mean, like, if they beat the Rams tonight, which is a four and two football team, which is pretty good, are they real? Do do you know, or are we going to finally start to say, okay? It, it because they're not sexy. Like it's just yeah. nothing about it. It's high grass, it's overcast, it's cold, it's all of those sort of things. It's Chicago. It, it's one, it's like yeah, they're not good. They're not good. They're not good. But they just keep stacking up the W's, you know. And I and I think a lot of what we've seen with Mitch Trubisky has our minds telling us that the Bears aren't good. If they started with Nick Foles, we would probably feel different. If they started with him, right? And and they had the same record. But the fact that they had to change quarterbacks and get to five and one to try to go to six and one with this guy at the QB spot, we just haven't really embraced their style of play. Traditionally, historically, this is the Chicago Bears. From 85 with McMahon in the defense to Lovey Smith in the defense and Rex Grossman at quarterback. Like, come on, seriously. It was the defense and running the ball, took them to the Super Bowl. They have that same recipe now, and if they just keep stacking them up, who cares what we think? I hope Chicago proves me wrong, but I don't even think Chicago thinks they're that good. Hmm. I don't think they think they're that good. I, I think they say, hey, look, we can win games. I don't know if they exude confidence. And I actually think I'm going to hedge a bet, Key. I think we're about to see this turn a corner very quickly. They're, I, I think they're going to lose to the Rams. I think they're going to then lose to the Saints. And then they play the Titans next. So as quick as we're building up, a couple of weeks, we can be talking about this team on the wrong side of that as well. The Monday Night Football Preview brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive, proud to honor our veterans by donating cars to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. Still to come, are the Browns better without? Back 
Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.